0: The Becoming Unsilenced podcast is about awakening to the greatest potential you always were. Listen to teachings, interviews, and inspiring stories of others who have challenged the accepted, expanded possibility, and merged modern day life with ancient wisdom to discover their greatest potential. When you become fearless, you become limitless. Now be inspired by today's episode. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today with Sarah K. Ramsey. She's a toxic relationship specialist, and I'm excited to have her here talking about change from the inside out. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, Vicki. Thank you
1: for having me. Uh, I met Vicki on my podcast, Toxic Person Proof. So you'll
0: have to check her out there. Yes, isn't it fun? And I actually met you um, by checking out your group that you have on Uh Facebook. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, yes. I wrote the Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic
1: Relationship. And it is um very busy in there (laughs) it's very busy lots of lives and stuff I do have a great group yes I've worked very hard and um yeah it's great I I have the best ladies in the world I'm sure you feel the same way about your ladies of
0: of, of course you know yes yes and I love it how each group has its own personality and vibe in it so Mm -hmm. yeah yes well it's so important in
1: the emotional abuse space to have good groups because you're as very aware as I am that there's some of the groups out there that are Talk really with? yes it is. like I think is there an admin anywhere like what is people even saying right now or people yeah. like going after each other it's really and there's no admin I think it started a long time ago and people just let it go so yeah there's better groups out there. <laughs> the animals have
0: taken yes. over the zoo and those they groups. They
1: have. They <laughs> That's have. That's not it. Yeah. No no, no. no. They. Unfortunately, so, no. Yeah. They need some change from the inside out.
0: Exactly. They do. They do. <laughs> uh, maybe you and I ought to think about taking over some of those groups. Maybe they. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, well, there's. I don't know. Hmm. Let's we'll see if there's any good people. It seems like some of the good people would have like. Not good. You know. I don't want to say good or bad people, but. uh yeah, maybe we'll see. So it's vicious in there sometimes.
0: It is. So tell me, Sarah, what brings you to being a toxic relationship specialist today? What's the journey that's made Sarah Sarah today?
1: Ever since I was a little girl, I dreamed of being a toxic relationship specialist, right? It's no one ever. <laughs> it's always the joke to know whatever. I just thought it would be so fun to study narcissism and personality disorders, you know. Uh, you know, I spent so much of my life, you know, people say, oh, is there like a toxic relationship? It's like, oh, you're being so kind to think there was just one. And it was, you know, I really... Believe with all my heart that so many people get into these situations because of what is right with them. And I was kind and I was nice and I thought everybody was going to be nice. And I was raised in a situation, probably very similar to your background, where um, like everybody within my church circle was good and everybody outside of my church circle was bad.
0: Yeah. And us versus them
1: us versus them and so instantly there was um my guard was let down with people with inside that church setting and there's wonderful people there too I don't I don't want to you know paint paint it different than it was but but there were there was a huge situation a huge fallout and you know so many so much of me not um thinking that being a good person meant doing what everybody else thought I should do. Like everyone else got to define what nice was, everyone else got to define what good was. Everyone else got to define what choices I should be making. And it's just, you know, in the Bible it says you should love others as you love yourself. And what can often happen is you should love everyone except for yourself.
0: Exactly. It's the message that we get that it's somehow it's bad or dirty to love yourself. And mm-hmm be kind to yourself. Which Sacrifice is, instead.
1: Yeah. And which it, it is not working. And I mean, and it's, I had to really get to a place because I know a lot of language is like, oh, I deserve better. I deserve this. I deserve that. And I could never connect to that language. Like I could never think, well, I deserve better treatment, even if I did. Right. Even if I did. And, um, but what I could align with is integrity. Yeah. And it was not within my integrity to allow other people to be so selfish. It was not in my integrity to support uh, what you and I growing up would have probably called sin, right? And that can mean different things to different people, evil or whatever word you want to use. But it was like, okay, so my job is to be so unselfish that they get to be more selfish. Something feels wrong. Something feels really wrong about that. And something should feel wrong about that. And once I made that switch in my head, um, which is not positive psychology switch, you know, it's like, you deserve better, you deserve better. And it it wasn't, I think when people hear that they would assume it was something connected with self-worth. And it really wasn't for me, like it really wasn't. It was maybe more of like figuring out what the rules were, like figuring out how to be a good person within that context. And um, that that's, the place I came to like it is not aligned with my integrity uh, for you to get to feed your addiction of anger you get to feed your addiction of lying you get to feed your addiction of power you get to feed your addiction of whatever else it is and I think about it if there was someone alcoholic it would not be kind to take an alcoholic alcohol even if they got really mad and tried to demand it if someone had an obesity issue, you know, you see these TV shows and there's someone's obese someone, and it's like, well, yeah, who's bringing bringing them the food? Food? yeah, who's bringing them the food. And I'm sure, well, you know, he gets really mad at me if I don't do that. And I don't bring him the chips or, and it could be a woman in the bed too, you know, or fried If you don't bring the fried chicken and milkshake, then they yell at me. Okay. So your job is to be their servant and their slave and scurry, scurry, scurry to feed their addiction. Is that what I'm hearing from you? and we don't consciously think that we subconsciously think that but that's what we're doing
0: that's the actions what the actions are displaying and actions and words Mm -hmm. have to match that's that piece of integrity that you're talking about when the actions are out of alignment with the words get toxicity
1: and i did not want my legacy to be you know at that point uh In my life, that journey out, um, it was like, okay, so the way I can please God, the way I'm supposed to please God is to let other people be God. Really? Like, I mean, I just you just had to start questioning like what what did I really what was I really doing? Okay, everybody else got to be God.
0: So when did that that light switch flip for you? Like what was the catalyst that made that? Um, up.
1: part of it was just insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Um, my body shut down. I went, uh, with some friends. They were, most of them were pastor's wives. And so we were not drinking or anything. It was the middle of the day. There was no drugs, no alcohol. No, I mean, nothing. And cause I think people are like, oh, you had a girl's weekend. You were out. No, we weren't. And uh, I was driving the car and my body shut down, like literally stopped driving the car.
0: Wow, um, how they, scary.
1: It was scary scary for them too,
0: yeah. right?
1: They were in the car, a downtown uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and they were all mothers. One of them had twins today that was in the car with me. And I had to really wake up to the fact that I could have killed them. I could have killed someone else. The stress on my body from me scurrying, 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 scurrying to be who everyone else thought I should be and to be the kind of person everyone else thought I should be uh, wasn't working. And when you think about I'm trying to be nice, everyone else gets to define what nice is.
0: So how did you begin defining that for yourself? (laughs)
1: I had a Sarah's Sarah document. Okay. So basically all the things that I believed went quotes um, because for years I had read scripture, obviously. And at that time in my life, uh, I was severely spiritually abused. I mean, severely spiritually abused uh, by numerous people um, who well, God, you have to do this. And God's wanting you to do this. And God's wanting you to do this. Um, And I honestly got to the place and I thought, if that's what God wants me to do, then God isn't good. Like if that's who God is, then God isn't good. Yeah. And then I don't want to have anything to do with him anyway.
0: that's really. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up this, this term spiritual abuse, because it's something that I don't think gets addressed enough in our world today, but For someone who's not heard that term before or wonders, like, how would you know what that's happening? How do you define spiritual abuse? So God was my kryptonite, right? (laughs) In the
1: way of like, if you told me God wanted me to do something, I would become your puppet. Oh, what does God want me to do now? Oh, what does God want me to do now? Right? And I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was being a good person. I, I, I was... I am you were taught I was was taught and I'm deeply grieved it still saddens me of how hard I tried yeah how hard I tried and how distorted like I would pray and you know I would just be like oh god I want to please you and then other people would come in and say well this is what you should do and this is what you should do is always to their advantage it was always about control and it was always to their advantage and then I would pray to god I'm so sorry for sinning I wasn't sinning I had other people in my head telling me horrible things, but God was my kryptonite. If you told me that's what God wanted me to do, I would
0: jump on it like a monkey.
1: And go ahead.
0: Oh, sorry. (laughs) Essentially what you're saying is someone else using the name of God and the power of God tells you what to do.
1: It's control, right? So it is, I'm going to use God to you get you to do what i want or what i think you should manipulate and manipulate and it's really distorted and confusing because do i think everyone who did that to me was purposely trying to hurt me or were they also involved in their own manipulation get where they'd been manipulation and they were trying to do the right thing and they were trying to tell me what i should do in all these situations um there is there's hard I cannot imagine anything crueler than turning you against God or saying God has turned against you. There is nothing, there is nothing in the world because it turns you against yourself.
0: Yes, it makes you your own enemy and with no hope of anything different.
1: It makes you the enemy of God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, the separation, what, you know, religion in my perspective, now I understand religion from a much different perspective today. In fact, I don't even let's throw out religion. Let's go straight to what the true mm-hmm. message is, is, is love and connection and the message most religions are giving in the exact same, what you just said is, is all about separation and division.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it's so sad. I mean, just, I look back at my life and I haven't talked about it in a while. And it's just, you know, it's so disheartening and um, so disheartening to watch this game and this power play and, you know, these women and men who are trying to do right by God, trying to earn their place in heaven, trying to earn this, you know, situation. And then other people just pulling the puppet strings. It is, mm-hmm truly the most tragic thing i mean i think it's worse than war because in war you can even get comfort from god right oh you know god be with me god this but it's like no when they make you the enemy of god because you don't do what they want all hope is lost
0: there's nothing greater and that is in my own healing process i had uh, worked with one um, individual who really helped me gain clarity around that if you were to have levels of abuse, spiritual abuse is the, the worst that you can have because because of that, there is nothing greater than God. And when, when God is against you, wow. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, when you began to realize all of this, I think everybody has two choices. They either blame the people around them for the situations they're in, Or they find the grace to turn inward and say what can i do Mm -hmm. tell me about that space well i started to talk about
1: that sarah sarah so i had you know obviously a long-term habit of turning to scripture to get comfort figure out what i should do that sort of thing and it was just so distorted in my head there's just it wasn't comforting in any way at all it was just Awful. And so I started this document called Sarah, Sarah, which is like quotes and did have some scripture in it, but quotes, different things, different sayings people had said, things I felt like I believed. And it was like, okay, this I can stand on, right? Like these things I believe to be true. And there's been upgraded versions since then because what I believe to be true about me and life six years ago is not necessarily what I would believe to be true now, but it was a starting point right and it was a starting point and it was about who am i going who am i and who am i going to choose to be and for me it was really about not letting darkness win i was so angry and i should have been yeah i should have been and there were some wonderful people and not so wonderful people and a lot of lies and a lot of whatever a lot of destruction and uh, all in the name of God, all in the name of God. And, uh, you know, I had to find out who I was again, outside of everyone else's puppet for God, which is really what I was at that point.
0: Wow. I, yes. And so when you realized that there had to come a point when your thinking was shifting and morphing. And at some point that had to flow into actions and new decisions in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> everything was new. <laughs> like I, I made everything new. I mean, it was so bad and so dark that I was just like, I'm done with everything, right? Um, I, I absolutely burned my life and started over. Started, not this job, because it would have been inappropriate, to this, you know, to try to heal yeah. other people at, at that stage, but started a new career, um, kept several friends who had been really solid with me through that journey. Um, ate new things. Got at that point, I had bangs, right? So I got a new haircut. I looked different. I dropped weight. I um, had new habits. Like it was like that. Per, I hated. I added the K, right? So I used to be Sarah Ramsey. And Sarah Ramsey put up with a lot of things that she should not have. And Sarah K. Ramsey doesn't do that anymore.
0: You defined yourself in a new way. and you...
1: Every way. Yeah. It, from how I looked in the mirror, I learned how to do my makeup. Right. And I went and had people teach me how to do my makeup. Um, and it's turned into this ever evolving, upgraded version of me. And. It, uh, allowed me to not let that darkness win. And it was hard. You know, it was hard. Uh, people it's, I got married in Capri, Italy, and I was an ambassador for Mrs. Tennessee program. And you know, I've been an international speaker in all these summits. Like it's easy to see this version of me and forget what happened in the middle. Yeah, And now people say, yeah. And now people say, um, oh, well, you know, you wouldn't have put up with that. You wouldn't have this. And I was like, every single piece of my life fell apart boom 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 every single people when when i say when i made this life change thousands of people's lives were divorced were uh affected by it because all my friends and all this community it was just like this whole thing and then this person's mad at this person and people taking sides and all this situation it destroyed it changed the course of tons of people's lives for years um and (laughs) That's some big decisions, right? You know, yeah. and uh, what I, the way I feel is I, I shed the light on what was happening. Um, not, you know, I, I didn't cause it, you know, but there was that, the, that whole guilt piece you had to work through too. Like, oh, if I hadn't, you know, spoken out, then this wouldn't happen. Um, so it was, it was quite the journey and it was hard and um, long and you know, it's really easy. Uh, I posted a a transformational pic because someone had sent me a picture from 11 years ago, and I barely recognized myself. And I had the same pose as I did in the swimsuit competition for the Mrs. Tennessee program. And I put the two pictures to each other. And it was like, I looked so confident. I looked so put together. It was like, no way would someone think I was 11 years older here. Had already had two kids here. I had already, you know, like it was like it should have been the opposite, right? And I was just so darkness in my face. I was so sad. I was so, so worn down. Um, and within that context, you know, it was, it was like, but I got kicked back. Like I sent it out to my email list and I got people and they said, you know, some people would be happy to look like you the first time. You should be, and I was like, you know what? I'm not dimming my light anymore. If you have an issue with my amazingness, unsubscribe. There's the button at the bottom. I didn't write that back because I went through my angry stage too. Like, it's okay. You can be angry. I'm not, you know, but I'm not making myself small for anybody anymore.
0: I I love that, that you're willing to shine your light. And even in shining our light, people have the choice to decide because that shines a light into their life. And then they have that choice to decide too. Am I going to flip that switch on and do something different? Or not, because it shows that we now have a choice to make things could be different if mm-hmm. we've made different choices.
1: Well, and we've got to stop glorifying victimhood. Yes. Right? I am a victim. You are a victim. Like trauma with a capital T, right? It happens. Okay. And, or maybe I shouldn't put that on you. It seems a little bit story. I'll put it on me. T, 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 right? Uh, trauma with a capital T. And, but I don't want to be, that that be the end of my journey, that be that be the story. And too many women were like, oh, tell me, oh, that's so bad that happened to you. Oh, even our bestseller list. Like you start to look at some of the best-selling books from women, it is them emotionally vomiting about what is wrong with them.
0: Yes, because at one point in time we've all been a victim of things happening to us that we had no control over. But mm-hmm. as adults, we are at choice. And we have the ability to choose differently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we can choose to stay in that victim mindset or we can choose to w- let it go. And and I love what you said. Um, now I don't remember if it was as we were talking here or when we were on your podcast, but you talked about I don't talk about being a survivor or even yeah. a thriver.
1: Yeah, so my program's called the Wonder Woman Program. And when you hear anything I do or hear my language, it's not like, oh, let's talk about being a toxic relationship survivor. Yeah. Or toxic, you know, domestic violence survivor or, you know, whatever it is, or even like, oh, I'm, I'm not a survivor. I'm a thriver or I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor level one. I'm not mm-hmm. a survivor. I'm a thriver level two. What if you're just kicking butt? Right. what if you're just amazing what if you're just a leader what if you're just an amazing mother what if you're just happily married what if you're just and i'm gonna say just but like rise above that like let the toxic relationships or relationship not be the definition which is funny coming from a toxic relationship specialist but that's kind of like that's where they come in the door that's not where they leave the door
0: So it's being focused on the, the end result. And this is a key part of everything that, that I teach about is let's talk about the solution. Let's not talk about the problem, because if we talk about the problem, we stay stuck in it. And, but when you talk about the solution, now we're finding a path forward
1: yeah and i'll say do are you somebody who wants to talk about your problems or solve your problems if you want to talk about your problems there's a therapist on every corner they will just listen to you
0: for the next 15 years and a toxic facebook group you can go hang out
1: yeah yeah it's like don't come to me with that like i mean do i care that it happened to you yes okay but that's that's do you want to stay there do you want to keep talking about that you want to ruminate about that there are lots of people who are happy to listen to you
0: and this is where i think that i want to take this conversation with be the change from the inside out because many of the people who are stuck in that mindset they're waiting for someone around them to change so that they can change versus has it ever worked Do I know
1: any person that that has worked for? And the identity piece I had to come to was I I wanted to not be stupid, (laughs) which I know is not even like correct English. I did not want to be stupid. And when I was on the outside looking in, I had to look and say, well, that's just stupid. Don't expect the person who broke you to put you back together. Yeah. Don't put your life on hold waiting for them to, there's nothing, I just want to say, There is nothing noble about that. Whatever Bible verse you're lying to yourself about, whatever, and I'm talking like, raise my hand, talking to myself tons of years ago, right? So I'm not, please don't hear me pointing fingers. Please hear me like pulling you into truth that I needed to hear myself, okay? There is not a, you know, someone's there's a, someone I know in this toxic relationship years and she's like, I just have faith he's gonna change. No, you have fear about your life changing you don't have faith. There's nothing, there's nothing impressive about letting someone talk down to you. There's nothing impressive about putting up with bad behavior. There's nothing impre- there's nothing noble about being everybody's slave. Stop telling yourself, stop making yourself feel better about it. And again, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm talking to myself years ago, right? But, what we need to hear that. We need to break through that.
0: That's the silencing. And, and I was this was going to be my next question for you, because the the podcast that you're on now is called Becoming Unsilenced and Awakening to the Greatest Potential You Always Were. Mm -hmm. So when you look back and think at this process of being silenced, what are the things that silenced you?
1: Bible verses. (laughs)
0: any Bible verses
1: what do you want to say you know uh women should not speak in the church um I remember this huge thing I asked someone to pray and these people got mad that I had like asked someone to pray like Ugh. all the other women were just sitting there quietly why'd you have to speak up and ask a man to pray I mean it was it was it was craziness like craziness the things that like I got in trouble for and that was silenced and you know um like just that that was that was the main thing is Bible verses, um, and then, you know, failure, right? You know, when you blow up your life, you don't know. If, you know, I didn't. It's easy now. I wrote a I wrote a piece called "Comfort for Those Waiting on Their Happy Ending," and I wrote it in the middle of my messy middle. I didn't know I was going to be international speaker. I didn't know I was going to have a podcast blowing up. I didn't know I was going to have a book coming out. I didn't know I was going to have a great Facebook group. I didn't know I was going to be happily married and got married in Capri, Italy. I didn't know these things. I didn't know I was going to be an ambassador of my swimsuit competition. I didn't know. I didn't. Those things were not laid out for me. And it's so easy when we see other people and it's like, oh, well, it was easier for her. Why? Why was it easier for me?
0: She, one point in time was at the same space as everyone else, but made a different choice to keep on going through.
1: Yes. And uh, was relentless about making those different choices over and over and over. And I thought this will, this will not be my legacy. This, this tragedy, these people who have tried to suck out my soul. This will not be my final chapter. This will not be the way my kids remember me. This will not be the end. I will, if I go down, and fight, yeah, I will go down fighting. If, if, I, if I hit the ground, I will go down fighting. I will fight for the truth. And, you know, if you're going to believe lies about me, have at it. I'm not going to give you any data to back it up. My life is going to be so stable and successful and amazing and wonderful my relationship with my husband is going to be so peaceful and kind and loving and giving and forgiving my kids are going to have stability they're going to see a mom who's living in her truth and not happy every day obviously but not depressed you know and then if you want to say whatever you're going to say i'm crazy i'm a little person i'm going to burn in hell okay
0: Okay. So you have awakened to this great potential inside of you and standing at this space now. What's that feel like?
1: I literally, every time I'm on the phone with people, it, they describe the life they want. It's the life I have. Yeah. Every day, people say, you made a difference in my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, my business is doing amazing. I have publicists reaching out to me to be on podcasts. I'm interviewing the, you know, Best-selling books, like authors, the books that I read, like are now. I'm talking, just call them. Like, it's like what? like think this like, really real? But the the struggle between the two spots, and it's a struggle as a coach, I try to minimize for my for my ladies. Right. Um, like, but you know, you can't just. <laughs> it's real easy now to say, well, you didn't struggle with this, or you didn't have any problems with this, or you didn't. And I have still. Not one time have I gotten on the phone with a woman and her story was worse than mine. Not one time.
0: You Mm -hmm. always have the choice to turn in inside and be the answer to that challenge.
1: There is no other answer. You're it, you're up. You're up and somebody's watching. And if you can't do it for yourself, which I could not at the beginning, figure out who's watching, you know? what what will I when my daughter is 50 years old and I am I don't know how old I'd be you know my 70s when my daughter's 50 years old and she has a crap life where she's so everybody's servant and she's doing this and she's doing that and I gonna be like <laughs> My girl that I put up with bad behavior for so long I was everybody's slave I was like there they would just like puppet me and I would say Jesus Jesus right I know I'm being ridiculous but like I had to add that emotion to it to get me in motion yeah right and when I think of like if I watch her replicate me how dare I look in the mirror I should be ashamed of myself. And we all have to start from where we are, right? Like we all make mistakes. I'm not, I'm not shaming you. I'm saying, what do you want your legacy to be? And when you see the people in your past, the people who are following you, the people who are coming after you, you're going to have to take ownership of the example you left.
0: And and it's also so why it's so important for women like you, women like me, who've made it through, who are living lives on the leaving a legacy side where, where you, I love that you can say, I love my life today. I'm Mm -hmm. living the life today that I want because women need to see it's possible. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that, that you are making it possible and showing that.
1: Thank you. It's uh I didn't start here. (laughs) That's the message I can give. I did not start here, you know. Um, And I, there was a point I did not care if I was alive. You know, I shut down driving in the car. You know, my body was shutting down. I was so depressed. I did not care about anything. Um, And, you know, this has not been the only version of me, but it doesn't have to be the only version of you.
0: So if you're talking to a woman right now, as we wind down, who's in that messy middle, what would you say to her to inspire her to keep on going?
1: If it's not working, try something else.
0: I see so many
1: women. If it's not working, I just want it to work. Well, it's not. Well, I just want it to work. Well, it's not. I just want it to work. It's not. It's not working, right? Like it's not working. It's not working. Try something else. Do that from your you know there's obviously things that take time you know but but you know you know are you seeing any momentum it's like okay if my diet's gonna be you know all fruit or all carbs both are horrible ideas but you know just saying you know whatever it is and it's like oh well um if that's not the body the the diet that works for your body type or the exercise that works for your body type try something else don't just get frustrated that it's not working, try something else, try a different avenue, try a different path to solve.
0: Yeah. I love that. And where can the listeners find you? So I run the Facebook group finding love and success
1: after a toxic relationship. My podcast is called Toxic Person Proof. And definitely if you Google Sarah K. Ramsey, you can obviously go to my website, uh, but then you'll see lots of articles and things that um, I have written uh, and really about life after toxic relationships right it's not about there's so there's so many people that are just like toxic relationships and you know we kind of get into this obsessive like and then what happened you know uh, what happened in this childhood and what happened in this what happened to this it's like if there's a crocodile biting you don't diagnose the crocodile get away
0: yes i love that i love that doesn't matter what the crocodile has right just mm-hmm. leave so you don't get bit
1: yeah, you're like, that arm's like bleeding and you're hanging off. You're like, but is it a Nile crocodile or this? And you're just like, what, <laughs> You know, okay. when you see that on the outside, you're like, yeah, this is a, that, that's a really, really, really bad life stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just get stuck in it. We all did it. And, you know, I, I poke fun. Cause it's, you know, to create change and create motion, but I understand it's a very difficult decision and a very heavy topic. I don't, I don't. Uh, but we know that there's,
0: there's at. so much better in life. There's yes. so much more yes. possibility in life. And, and I've never once heard a woman on the other side say, I wish I was back. I wish I hadn't. It's never.
1: <laughs> it <won't happen. laughs> never, 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 never. No, no, definitely not.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sarah K. Ramsey, for being here today. I've really enjoyed it. And I look forward to crossing paths again with you in the future. Maybe on another thank podcast. Thank you so much
1: for having me. Yeah, thanks.
0: thanks. Thanks for being along for today's episode. Show us your love by sharing it with a friend and have an inspired day.